1: In today's show, we're talking about the impact that complaining has on how you see your spouse and your marriage.
0: And Theodore Roosevelt had this to say about complaining. Complaining about a problem without posing a solution is called whining. I kind of like that little zing on the end of that.
1: There's been a little bit of that over the years in this house, just, I would think. Just a I, little. I, I shouldn't say I would think, I, I know.
0: Yeah, that, that that you can make that a declarative statement. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about complaining in today's show. But first, we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to to give you that virtual high five.
1: That's right. You
0: know, to say, great job on what you're doing for your marriage. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family Facebook group that starts with, I bought this Six Pillars of Intimacy book and workbook, and I have a husband who, in all caps, hates reading. A few things I've learned in this process. One, you will absolutely gain, even if it's just you that does it. Mm. It changed my way of thinking, which is really the first thing that needs to happen before you can move on to changing your marriage. It gave me great insight into the destructive patterns I have. Mm. Two, instead of forcing him to read the book, which would have just led to resentment on his part... Self-awareness, that's a good thing. We spent some time together each night going over what he called the highlight reel, the sections I had highlighted in the book, questions that are meant for your spouse out of the workbook, and the notes I took in the notes section of the workbook. It was great. Mm. It started a lot of meaningful conversations, and he didn't feel pressured to read an entire book and do homework. And I still felt heard, understood, and encouraged that he also wanted to make changes in our marriage. We just needed to find what worked for us.
1: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I love this. And I just want to share with everybody. You can get the Six Pillars of Intimacy at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. We have it available in audiobook, Kindle, ebooks, softcover, you got the workbook. So there are many ways for for you to take this in with how you best learn Mm -hmm. and how your spouse best learns.
0: Absolutely. I actually have a number of coaching clients where one has read the book and they're also listening to the audiobook just because they know that mm-hmm. that's what works best for them. And it's so neat that this couple figured out a way to use the tools that was best for their marriage.
1: I do want to say the audiobook is narrated by my beautiful wife, Elisa. I do Tony's thoughts <laughs> sections, but obviously she does the majority, like 90% of the book is her. So we do narrate the book. You get to hear our voices when you do get that audiobook.
0: So as we're jumping into today's show, this actually came out of a coaching conversation. Um, we're literally like right in the middle of the con- conversation with this client. I was like, oh, this would be a great idea for a show. And yeah, the conversation went something like this. I, you know, I often ask my coaching clients at the start, tell me some of the wins that you've had over the last week, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, let's start with, with where you're winning in your marriage. And, and this wife looks at me, she goes, well, I, I made the choice that I wasn't going to complain about my husband. I was like, well, all right. Um, tell me more about that. Right. Mm-hmm. What what have you done? You know, what's been the impact on your marriage? And she says, Well, it turns out that I like him a lot more when I'm not complaining about things and when I remind myself that I really do love him. And I literally just sat there and I'm like, Well, can we bottle that up and just, you know, start sharing? And that's when I realized, well, we don't have to bottle it up and, and try and sell it. We're actually just gonna bottle it up and put it on today's show.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a mind shift set. I mean, that's that's where that is that second part, you know, when I remind myself that I do love him, that's a mindset shift. And what can I do?
0: Mm -hmm. And it was neat because she had made this choice, Mm -hmm. right? She had to actually choose that she wasn't going to complain about because whether you complain about your spouse or you celebrate them, you are directly impacting your emotional intimacy with that and whatever other intimacy you're either complaining or celebrating right? Like if you're complaining about how they, how they, you know, don't take care of the finances or they spend too much money, then it's how you, how you speak to them is your emotional intimacy and how they spend money as the financial intimacy. If you're complaining, we never do anything together. Well, again, your words, emotional intimacy, and you're complaining about never doing anything together. That's your recreational intimacy. Mm-hmm. So you're always impa- like when you complain, you're always impacting at least two intimacies. Yeah. Which is a really crazy thing to think about because like when I look at our marriage and I look at the things that Tony and I have complained about over the years and I start to see this in light of the six pillars, like literally you guys, I mean, there are just times when Tony and I reflect on our marriage and it's just like, wow, talk about dysfunctional.
1: Well, you begin to see the cracks in those pillars. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing that we've learned over the years is when the complaints are coming out, where are the cracks that are happening in a specific pillar, that's bringing that out. And remember, in when you're looking at the six pillars of intimacy, it's a moment in time. It's the framework that you're always going to use around your marriage to look at what's happening. So if you are strong in, say, your financial intimacy right now, six months from now, a year from now, There can be cracks in there. Mm -hmm. Things can shift. Things change. Your recreational intimacy, you may be going on dates, date days. You're you're doing dates at home. You're doing activities together. Six months from now, 12 months from now, cracks may be showing up because you've stepped away from that. Things have shifted that you're not going out as much as you want to. So you always are looking. Hey, this isn't just a once and done. Oh, this is our pillars and this is where we are and this is how we're going to be for the rest of our life. No. No it's your framework for your marriage.
0: Well, and you know, when you start complaining about things, right? Like over the years, you know, we've had things that have come out of our mouths and these are all complaints, you guys, straight Mm -hmm. up complaints. It's, well, you only want sex or you never want sex. Depends on which spouse you're talking to, but both of those complaints have come out of our mouths, right? It's all about the kids. Mm -hmm. We never do anything together. I can't believe you spent that much money. You never touch me. I mean, literally I could have just taken the entire show and listed all of the complaints that Tony and I have said to one another over the years, but you get the point Mm -hmm. right when you, you and we've had seasons guys where where it seems like everything that has come out of one of our mouths or both of our mouths has been a complaint. Like you just kind of get into these routines where, you know, unlike the wife that I shared about, who actually was like, "Oh, I need to change what I'm doing. You just get into this rut where it's like, well, I'm, I'm this is bothering me and that's bothering me and this mm-hmm. other thing is bothering me. And so you just keep going on and on in this really negative headspace, like Tanya said, in this negative mindset. And you know, it was interesting because last week we asked a few questions on Instagram about what this dynamic looks like in your marriage. And you know, 38% of you said that it's likely that your spouse would say that you're a complainer, which congratulations to the other 62% of you that your spouse would say that you tend to celebrate them. Super excited.
1: That's awesome.
0: But now it gets interesting because we started to, we took that one step further and said, well, what are the things that you celebrate and what are the things that you complain about? Cause I, I wanted to know like what's going on mm-hmm. in the one family. That's why we ask you guys these questions. That's why, you know, we use Instagram to say, Hey, Hey, what What's the dynamic here? Because it's the One Extraordinary Marriage show, guys, it's not about Tony and I, right? We want to know what's going on in your marriage so that when we get behind these microphones, we're talking about what it looks like in real time in
1: your life. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know where to go, you can go to Instagram, find us One Extraordinary Marriage, and these will come up in our Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And we put them up at different times during the week. And so when you're there, look at it. Because we do want to hear your insights. We love knowing that 38% of you, uh, your spouse would likely say you're a complainer, but that means 62% of you fall in the celebration category. We love knowing that stuff because really, as Elisa said, it's about you guys. It's about the one family. This isn't some statistic that some professor did in some university 10 years ago. This was last week.
0: These are your peers. Mm-hmm. Right? What's going on? And and it was neat to see some of the things that you guys celebrate. You know, doing the little things around the house, like you know, the dishes or helping with the chores, or you know, making an effort to help you in whatever you need to have done. You know, your spouse is stepping up to do that. Um, some of you shared that. You know, one of you shared that your spouse lost eighty pounds over the last two years, mm. just really being focused on their health. Or one said overcoming body image issues at age fifty to become a national master swimmer. Wow! Come on!
1: That's like amazing. That's a huge accomplishment. Come on, yeah.
0: Some of you talked about how your spouse is just such an amazing mother or father, how they help the kids. Somebody else said being the first person in his family to get his college degree. Mm. Yeah, so some incredible things to celebrate. But then we got into this place of saying, well, okay, good. You're celebrating one another. But what, what are you complaining about?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, let's let's get into the what's going on, right? And here were some of the complaints. My spouse prioritizes work over the family. The toilet paper doesn't get on the roll. It just sits next to the toilet.
1: Well, Guilty. That, that happened. Guilty.
0: Being short-tempered. <laughs> yeah. Texting and driving.
1: Mm.
0: Not speaking my love language. Saying, I don't know. Which I will just tell you all, if you ever said that to me in a coaching session, you will know that I will just pause and wait for you to come up for an answer. I want to know what you think. And so does your spouse. Uh, not enough dates. Too much time on social media. Spending money. Hmm. Looking at women online, lack of sexual desire, not including me in financial decisions or spending habits or being irresponsible with money. And as I started to see, and then this was just a handful of complaints that came out. There were many more that were listed. But again, we just kind of wrap it all up for you guys. But what was interesting about seeing the patterns was that virtually everything that people complained about fell into one of the six pillars. Mm -hmm. And so what I started to see was that if you knew how to address the cracks in your, whichever pillar it is or pillars, then you would actually be able to shift from complaining about what's happening in your marriage or what your spouse is doing or what that looks like to a place where you could be celebrating the wins. And and it was, it was such a powerful revelation reading these comments. And so we want to actually be able to talk about that after this break. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and AM member FDIC. We're back and we're talking about how you can shift from complaining to celebrating by addressing the cracks in your six pillars of intimacy. Then, you know, as we shared before the break, practically every complaint, I don't want to say every because one of you will actually like catch me and you'll send an email. And so we're just going to say practically every complaint, will touch on one of the six pillars of intimacy or or multiple. And so if you can get into this place where you're starting to become aware of what are the words that you're speaking and what do they actually indicate mm-hmm. as far as a crack in one of the pillars, then you can become empowered, as we talk about throughout the entire six pillars of intimacy book, to take action. Mm-hmm. Right. It's when you feel disempowered that you get into this place of hopelessness and you just fall into, as Theodore Roosevelt said, whining about the problem instead of getting into a place of solution Mm. around the problem. So let's talk about what you can do. First thing that you need to do is to take stock of what you're complaining about. Now, this means you actually do have to become self-aware of the words that are coming out of your mouth. And that's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like I get it we get into these patterns. I I have coaching clients and we were talking about this the other day. Um, and you know, the wife had shared with me that sometimes she tells her husband that he's lazy, right? And these words literally just fly out of them. It's so automatic for her that she doesn't actually think about it, right? She just, she gets irritated and she tells him that he's lazy and it has zero impact, right? She wants him to start doing things differently, but when all he hears is you're lazy, Right with the complaint about how he's not taking action. Guess what? He's not exactly motivated to take action. It's kind of like the, you know, if you're old enough to know what I'm referencing here when I talk about Charlie Brown's teacher all in the right. old Charlie Brown cartoons, because Charlie Brown's teacher was an adult. It always they always um, had her speak, and it would just be like wah 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 wah, and that's kind of what you. If I can be honest with you, that's kind of what you sound like to your spouse when all you do is complain. You are the teacher in Charlie Brown. The words. They can hear the words, but it's meaningless because it's been said so many times. Because it's just automatic, mm-hmm. and, and you're on autopilot, right? So, becoming more self-aware about the words that you speak and your tone of voice, right? This goes back to the show we did eons ago called Tone and Timing, right? But that tone of wow. voice, sorry, yeah,
1: that's a, that's a that's a good one. There. I
0: didn't tell you I was going to drop that in because no, it no, literally just came to mind.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I just want to get I want to get that so that way folks can listen to that if they're newer to the, the show. Let me see. I'm exactly. a, yeah, real quick. Tone and timing, the impact of tone and timing, episode 287. Uh-huh. So I'll put that in the episode notes. But for those of you who want to go listen to that, episode 287.
0: Perfect. Because the one that keeps complaining it, it wants an action to happen. And the one that's hearing it, they're just tuning you out, right? So until we can get off of autopilot in your marriage, you're not going to get the results that you want. The second thing that you need to do, and it's very much like this wife did um, that, you know, I started this whole show with, you have to evaluate what you can do, right? There is a reason that every chapter in the six pillars of intimacy book has a section called, well, not every chapter, but every chapter around the six pillars has a section called, what can I do? Mm -hmm. What, what needs to be communicated to your spouse? What can you do about the situation? right? What, what expectations do you actually need to get out of your head and into your spouse's ears in a way that they can hear it? Mm. But if we keep expecting our spouse to change, it goes back to the hug, right? She said, I have to address my mindset first because I have to change before I can change my marriage. Same thing here. If there is something that you find yourself complaining about all the time, you actually need to look at what you can do first.
1: You know, uh I, I wanna share this and I think I've shared this before, but my counselor, you know, he goes, Hey Tony, draw draw a pyramid, okay. draw a triangle. He goes, at the top of that, you're gonna put thoughts. To the left bottom, you're gonna put feelings, to the right bottom, because you're gonna go there and you're gonna have actions. And so when I hear about the complain and even the celebrates, what are the thoughts? That I'm having. And, and, and I, and I have to stop and think about this because, you know, some of you said, you know, you're complaining about like the anger or the quick temper and, and I get it. And, and that, that's why I stepped into a place of going like, I, I need some help. Cause we do this all day long, but I practice and we practice what we preach. We don't tell you to get marriage coaching and then don't do coaching ourselves. Like we step in, in areas that we need help as well. And so when I get into this place where I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I really, it, it, that, that image just helps me to stop for a second. Mm-hmm. What are my thoughts right now? Yeah. What are my thoughts? Because my thoughts can take me to a place of like, <laughs> and it was just this morning.
0: No oh boy. What did I, I, I do? I, I
1: was preparing, I was preparing the, the, the room and where we, where we podcast. And there was just piles of things of like, Alisa's stuff is everywhere. And, and my thoughts were, we going to start going to a complaining place. I, I mean, cause I was just like, my thoughts were like, well, why can't she just pick this stuff up? Why can't she just clean this stuff? And, and then I had to just check myself cause my feelings were more like, well, this frustrates me and this gets me irritated and now I got to move her stuff. And then what are my action? My action, if I hadn't stopped myself would have been to. Yell over to Elisa and been like, "Hey, like we have to do this this morning, and this is what we're doing. Why don't you clean your area up so I can move around here?" But I stopped myself and I went back to my thoughts and I said, "You know what? Elisa has a lot on her plate. I love her. She does an amazing work. She she serves the one family. She serves us. She she's here for me. So I just picked up her stuff and and moved it. My feelings changed there too because I I got myself into a place of like." Hey, I love her. Her stuff right here shouldn't cause me to get into a place where we're going to start arguing. Mm. And so just thinking about that for you guys, when you, when you're thinking of man complaining or, or celebrating, what are my thoughts? Mm -hmm. What are the feelings I have? What are the emotions I have? And what are my actions?
0: So funny. I have to tell you. So guys we've been having some computer difficulties lately and so i was actually on using my surface instead of my desktop earlier and i earlier this week when i was coaching with a client and i actually picked up my surf i wanted to show them something so i picked up the surface and i like rotated it around um to show them and it hit me as i was doing that i'm like well, that's a behind the scene tour of exactly what Tony complains about when he talks about my piles. So there is one of my coaching clients out there that has seen the messy desk. And so I'm just sharing that with all of you. That every once in a while something like that does happen. Yeah. But But coming from that, right, where you've been in this place where you've taken stock of what you're complaining about and you're evaluating what you can do in regard to the situation. From there, you actually do need to set up a time to discuss it with your spouse. If it's something that still needs to be discussed, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you can work through it yourself and be like, actually, this isn't something I need to complain about. And, and you're in a place where you can release it and you're mm-hmm. not stuffing it. That's the right. difference. Don't yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. If you can genuinely release it and not have it bother you and not have it come back up, then you don't need to bring it up. If you do, then you need to set up a time. And here's the thing that's important about that. You have to get away from the places where you usually discuss these things. Part of the reasons that we end up complaining and sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher is because we literally do the same dance. Yes. In the same room mm-hmm. about the same things. So we're just like, everybody knows what the dance is. Oh, he's going to say this. And then she's going to say that. And then he's going to say this. So if you, if you complain about money or how your spouse handles money around the, you know, the kitchen Island or sitting at the the dining room table, then you might need to get up and go for a walk
1: or uh, around, you know, many of us have financial apps or we're using software. I, I, if it's around that, you may need to just take a step away from it. Like know what's going on. Maybe you have a little, some notes written down, Mm -hmm. but maybe go for a walk and talk. Maybe just go for a drive, have your notes there. So you know what you're going to be talking about and yet shift Mm -hmm. the physical location of where you're having the conversation.
0: You know, if it has to do with the fact that, you know, you're complaining about differences in desire or how the two of you deal with sex, probably get out of your bedroom to have that conversation. Why? Because you like to have sex in your bedroom. So let's not complain about something that you want to have in the place where you want to have it. Mm -hmm. Like, like think about that because sometimes just a change of scenery or a change in the time of day when you have that conversation can be enough to go from sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher to sounding like somebody who's, you know, is concerned about what's going on in the marriage, right? It, It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to use fancy words, but you do have to get into the next step, which is to talk about your emotions and what your and how this makes you feel. Right? It was really interesting because the wife that was complaining about her husband being lazy as as I was kind of probing the conversation yesterday, I said, well, "Well, what is that? How does that make you feel?" And and then we get into places where his actions, you know, and not taking action makes her feel unimportant or uncared for. Okay. Well, it's very different to say I feel un- unimportant or uncared for when you don't do this mm-hmm. than to really go on the defensive and, and, and be attack or on the offensive and be attacking and say, you're lazy.
1: And and we highly suggest picking up an, an emotional feelings wheel. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we've been mentioning this more. We have one, it, you know, it, it's an amazing thing that allows you guys to look and see what's going on just beyond the happy, sad, angry, mad type stuff, like really like diving down to where you are really begins to allow you to have language, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get to, you get to engage and strengthen your emotional intimacy around words that are more meaningful than mm-hmm. just the typical I'm angry. Okay. Well, what does that really mean? I got it but what's what's really happening what's really the the root emotion that is going on with you and I want to say for all of us it's probably really good to know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like as a society Uh, wow what would happen (sighs) if we are just able to evaluate where we're really at and be able to speak that
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: And to our spouse in particular, like the, the impact that can really have on them to hear that and us to just actually own it and go, okay, that's really where it is. What's the root? Mm -hmm. What's really coming up? Why am I complaining so much right now? Why? What's the root? Is there cracks in the, the financial intimacy? And maybe it's because when you were a kid, you saw your parents lose everything like you saw them lose everything. And now, right now in this time, you know, your spouse lost their job maybe, or maybe hours got cut or maybe the stock market's doing crazy stuff or you lost crypto or whatever it may be. And that root is starting to rear its head again of like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose everything. Mm hmm. So what is that actual emotion and then really being able to drill down to where, where it is and where it's coming from can really begin to shift you from a complainer to a celebrator.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you might need help to get there, right? Mm-hmm. You might need help to navigate that. And if that's the case, get professional help, right? Get coaching if that's what you need to navigate that. Get coaching if you don't have those skills. Because I will tell you that when, when a marriage shifts from being about complaints to being about celebrations... When the conversation shifts from it's so amazing how you did that or thank you for doing this or I love how you do this and your spouse actually hears more of those statements than you're lazy or you never or I can't believe you did that again or you don't care about us. I mean, guys, even just saying those words out loud, Mm. like I felt really good giving you the positive statements, but I felt lousy like inside my being. I felt lousy doing the negative. Think about what will shift in your marriage. When you address the cracks, you go from complaining about what's Mm. happening as a team to celebrating what you're doing in your marriage.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking for help or you want to look at coaching with Elisa, you can apply at com slash coaching. You guys, this week is your week. This is your week to go, okay, I'm not going to complain and I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to go from looking at what I've been complaining about and start celebrating. So take this next week, take seven days and look at what you've been, what you've been complaining about mm-hmm. and pick two or three things this week that you can celebrate, celebrate about yourself, celebrate your, about your spouse, celebrate about your marriage. Go after it for just this week, seven days, write it down, write down what you're going to go after and then go do it. And then share with us. Let us know what that did for you because we want to share it here on the One Extraordinary Mary Show with the entire one family. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week as you celebrate one another. Love you guys.